This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Too many times, us musicians set ourselves up to fail. We set ourselves up to fail so that we are not able to improve in our jazz playing, in our skills, in our comping, in our walking bass lines, in our single note lines, whatever it is that you're working on right now. We set ourselves up to fail because we have the wrong mindset, okay? We have the wrong mindset for how to actually improve, and because we've adopted some of these bad mindsets for how we approach actually going about learning this music, we dramatically decrease the way that we actually improve and how we're able to improve. So in today's episode, I'm going to be going over three powerful mindsets that if you can adopt these mindsets, I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to start making more progress in your jazz playing while practicing even less. You ready to do that? Let's crush it. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, He's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, videos, and a membership, all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. That is my specialty. My specialty is helping musicians like you. I don't care what instrument you play, bass player, piano player, saxophone player, harmonica player, I can help you become a better jazz musician to learn the secrets, to figure out how you can cut down the learning curve in your jazz playing. So excited to be here. If this is your very first time, welcome. You're going to enjoy today's episode. Today's episode is a teaching episode, and we're going to be talking about mindsets that I need you to start developing right now if you want to start improving your jazz playing faster, more consistently, and also improve while practicing less than you actually think you need to be, okay? Um, Does all that sound good to you? It almost sounds like too good to be true, but that's exactly what we're going to talk about. And I started thinking about this stuff, um, obviously, a long time ago, but this really started coming to light when I started working on a special course for our new members in our Inner Circle membership, trying to help them get the best results within the very first month of their membership. Um, it's called the Inner Circle Power Plan. Really excited about it, launching it soon. Um, and just how do, you, how do you do that? How do you get like massive results in your jazz playing in just 30 days with just 30-minute practice sessions in less time And how does it actually work? Well, there's like the technical side of it, right? Like, what do you actually practice? How do you actually do it? What's the practice routine we're going to work on to get to that goal and to achieve that? You know, a lot of the content side, that's like one side that's really important. But the other side is really a mindset thing. But obviously, before we jump into that, we have to thank our sponsor of the show today, which is, of course, our very own LJS Inner Circle 
membership. I talk about this all the time on the podcast. The best way I can help you grow and improve in your jazz playing is through our LGS Inner Circle membership. I could talk about the content, which I normally do, like the fact that you get jazz standard studies every single month and all the courses that are really awesome and the great community. And I could just talk about that forever because it is just so valuable. But I think the biggest thing is when you join our membership, you really are able to get our best training and pathways forward for actually making real improvement in your jazz playing, whether you are a guitar player or a saxophone player or a bass player. We do have courses for you specifically, but really just all the material that we do is helpful for you to improve. And we are about to come out with our inner circle power plan, especially made for new members, where we're going to help them get through the first 30 days of their membership practicing only a few times a week, just 30 minutes at a time, and making huge improvements, going through all of our core training right away, learning a new tune, starting to improvise over a tune. And it's going to be awesome. And so if you need that help right now, and you've been putting it off, then I want you to go right now and sign up at ljsinnercircle.com. Take a look at the page, see if the membership is right for you. Chances are it probably is. And we'd love to have you join us, lgsinnercircle.com. All right, let's jump on to those three mindsets. All right, so mindset number one that I want you to start adopting, want you to start thinking about is you can make huge progress in your jazz playing with only the amount of time that you have to practice. I'll say that again, and then I'll explain. So you can make huge progress in your jazz playing with only the amount of time that you have to practice, even if that much time is just 30 minutes, um, without giving up Netflix, without giving up all the things that you like to do, family time, like you don't have to do any of that. Like you can make a lot of progress in less time than you think. And to kind of illustrate my point, I'll just kind of tell you a bit of a story. So Currently, I'm actually training for an adventure race in Lake Tahoe, California. Now, I've run some half marathons before. I would say I'm a fairly avid exerciser. Like it helps me pay for my sins of eating too much pizza. And, you know, um, it helps me feel, you know, get, clears my head. So, but I've never done anything like this before. So essentially, what it is, is it's a total of 26 miles of mountain biking. Um, it's seven to eight miles of trail running and seven to eight miles of kayaking. And so you can imagine that for someone to do an event like this, especially when the peak elevation is 9,000 miles above sea level, that's enough to suffocate a sea level New Yorker like me. You have to be in pretty good shape, right? So you can imagine that I've been, you know, exercising a lot. Like I've been training pretty hard. I mean, I'm running faster and running longer. I'm biking harder. I'm, you know, slowly building up and doing more and more. And I'm, I'm having to spend a lot of time exercising and making that into my schedule because I need to be able to do that to achieve this race. But the funny thing though is when I think about when I'm normally exercising, right? When I'm just living my daily life in like 30 minutes, maybe two or three times a week, if I just exercise 30 minutes, two or three times a week, which is about the much time I have to comfortably spend doing it, I feel fine. Like it achieves my goals of improving and my fitness and maintaining it. So it really actually doesn't take that much. Um, but here's the problem though, right? It's the same for music. Sometimes there's a situation where we need to practice really hard. Like I, most people listen to this podcast are not professional jazz musicians. You're a hobbyist, but let's just say that you're in a situation where 
you've got to learn 10 tunes for this gig that's coming up in a few weeks and you're panicking. You have to spend more time in the practice room. There's no way around it. Like time demands that you improve quickly. And and will you improve quickly? I don't know, but you'll have learned those 10 tunes to some varying level of degree. Okay. And so that's, that's like you're training for this adventure race, but that's not sustainable. That's not the norm, right? If you, I'm thinking about it right now, like I know that I can continue training for this adventure race because I know that like in mid-September, it's going to be over. And not even for an iota of a second, am I going to continue training this hard for this adventure race after that? That's not sustainable. I'll, my body will start to break down. Um, you know, I won't be motivated to do it anymore. So I'll, I'll stop. And the risk, of course, is I'm just not going to do practice at all anymore. Because if that's my standard that I have to perform in that level to improve, then I just, I won't be motivated. And same with our jazz playing. We got this idea in our head that we have to practice longer hours, more complicated things in order to improve as musicians. But the problem is those of us who are doing that and we're giving up our Netflix accounts and we're, um, you know, giving up that hobby that we used to do in order to practice more, we burn out pretty quickly and we get tired and then we don't practice as much. We're just riding the waves, right? And are you really improving at an uh, when you're when you're practicing at that unsustainable rate? You're probably not. And it's also possible too that you're wasting a lot of your time practicing. Like, are you really growing and improving in two hours of practice? Maybe, maybe not. It just depends on who you are. But I believe that in just thirty minutes you can make meaningful progress in your playing. Like maybe if you're a horn player or a trombone player, you do need to spend some extra time warming up, get those chops going. I get that. But I do think in 30 minutes, you can make meaningful progress in your jazz playing, right? So I want you to develop that mindset. That's mindset number one. You can make huge progress in your jazz playing even with just a little bit of time, only the time you have to practice because it compounds and compounds over time. As long as you're practicing the right things, the right things, the right way. Huge results. Okay. Mindset number two, the simple stuff is the big stuff. The simple stuff is the big stuff. Okay. So a lot of times as musicians, especially when we're new to jazz, we think to ourselves, oh my gosh, like listen to how complicated jazz is. Listen to how they're playing. I need to do this and I need to learn like the most complex music theory and I need to like learn 10 Charlie Parker jet solos by ear and I need to, you know, be able to play 26-2 and giant steps and all this stuff, right? And we think that we have to do more and more and more and harder and harder material in order to become better jazz musicians. And I'm here to tell you that is completely not true at all. The simple stuff is the big stuff. Um, for example, something that we're doing in our inner circle uh, power plan for our new members of the inner circle is we're learning a tune, but like sometimes the practice session is just learning four or eight bars of the melody. That's not difficult. That's like the basics. You have to learn how to play the melody, but it's a huge amount of improvement you can make in a short period of time, not only to learn a new tune, but to learn actual language of the style of jazz within that melody, okay? Um, it could just simply be, I'm, I'm, I'm outlining the chord, I'm playing a chord tone map, and I'm just doing the first four bars of the chord tone map so I can start getting those chord tones 
under my fingers. Quartones, that's not complicated. That's basic stuff. It's not melodic minor theory. It's not, you know, how to play every single chord substitution there is. Because that stuff, while it can be helpful, it's not the stuff that has the highest amount of impact. Maybe it's just learning four bars of the jazz solo in this practice session that you're trying to learn. That's high value stuff right there. And it's not very much. Four bars is not that much to work on and to memorize. But when you memorize it and you internalize it and you adopt that language for yourself, that is the high impact stuff that's going to help you become a better jazz musician. And anyone who tells you (laughs) otherwise, I mean, maybe they're not the best jazz musician, right? So the simple stuff is the big stuff. So adopt that mindset, like doing a simple task, like learning part of a melody, doing a simple task, like working on some of your scales on your instrument because you know that your technique isn't working out very well right now, or working on your articulation because if you're a horn player or your long tones, that is stuff that is meaningful. But a lot of us have a hard time believing that. We have a hard time believing that that stuff is actually going to make the difference. But I'm here to tell you, in my experience over the you know years and years and years that I've been playing jazz and teaching jazz, the stuff that is the simplest stuff that everybody's telling you to do, that I'm telling you to do, that's the stuff that's going to make the difference compounding over time. Okay, so mindset number two, the simple stuff is the big stuff. All right, mindset number three, this one is uh, really important. Perfection is the enemy of progress. Perfection is the enemy of progress. And I'll talk about what I mean by that in just a second. But I want to tell you really quickly about one of my inner circle members who uh, told me that the reason that he hadn't posted a video or audio of recording of himself um, improvising over the jazz standard that we were learning that month is because he just didn't feel like he was uh, good enough at improvising yet to post it, okay? And, and you know, on, on face value, that sounds kind of reasonable, right? Like he, he doesn't want to, uh, I think he's afraid of maybe embarrassing himself or, you know, his perception of it is that he's not good enough to, um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to expose himself basically, right? I don't want to, I don't want to show uh, what level I'm at. I, I want to be better. So his, his theory was, you know, I'll, I'll do it one day. I'll eventually go and do that. I'll, I'll, I'll record it. But yeah, I just only only until I'm like I feel good about it, right? And I'm not saying that's completely wrong. To some degree, like you do have to feel good about what you're doing to move on, right? If you don't feel good enough or you don't feel like you've gained some ground or you feel like you're not getting the core of what that material is, maybe you should stay behind for a second before moving on to the next thing or to progressing to the next thing. However, I think most of the time, the problem is we're afraid to not be perfect. And in the process of being afraid to be perfect, we never take the actions in our jazz playing and our musicianship that are going to allow us to get to the next level. If you never move on from that jazz standard that you're working on because you just can't, you don't feel like your solos are good enough for that jazz standard. I'm just going to have to keep working on this jazz standard forever and forever and forever. Not that you can't do that, but if you never move on to the next one, you're missing out on all the lessons that you're going to learn in the next tune. 
right? So instead of trying to gain perfection faster, you're slowing down that process because you're missing out on all the other lessons, the context, the different angles that you could be approaching to improve your jazz solos, to improve your jazz playing if you just simply moved on. By not posting a recording of yourself in the community to show what you're doing, you're you're missing out on the value of what does it feel like to record myself? What does it feel like to get feedback from other musicians, right, on how I'm doing? What does it feel like to get congrat- congratulated for the effort that I put in? What is it what can I learn from actually doing the recording and observing what I liked about it and then what I could do better? The process of actually doing that is far more valuable than waiting until perfection or at least your perceived perfection until actually making the action. So, so often in our playing, especially with improvisation, since it's a a vulnerable thing to do, we want to wait until we get everything right and perfect and honed in and tight and crafted. We don't want to embarrass ourselves in front of anybody. We, we, We want to feel good about it. But in order for us to get better, we've already talked about this in the other mindsets, compounding over time, the more actions we take towards the right direction, the better we're going to get. Maybe you're not perfect at playing your block chords on the piano or your bass lines aren't perfect yet, but you learned something from the tune you're working on, from this the, the, the skill that you're working on. But now there's another skill that you need to work on because you've gone as far as you can with your skill level right now on this one. It's time now to move on to the next one to see what the next thing we can learn from this process is. Are you tracking with me? Perfection is the enemy of progress. So we don't want to be held back by this perfectionist mindset. Get messy, start ugly. That's how we're going to win every single time. If we set ourselves up to win every time, right, rather than fail with these mindsets, we're going to start not only feeling better about our improvement with our jazz playing because we're thinking about it differently, we're actually going to get better results, right? So let's review these three mindsets again. Number one, you can make huge progress in your playing with only the amount of time that you have. You don't have to practice long hours. You could even make a lot of pra- uh, progress in just 30 minutes, right? That goes against what a lot of us believe, right? So next time you feel like you're feeling the opposite of that, remind yourself, remind yourself of this mindset. Number two, the simple stuff is the big stuff. Just because you only learned this part of this melody in your practice session today does not mean it did not have a big impact. It is having a big impact compounded over time, okay? Number three, perfection is the enemy of progress. Let's not get stuck where we're at. Let's keep moving and learning and learning and learning. So my question for you listening to the show today is which one of these mindsets do you feel like you need to work on the most and start thinking about more often? Because the way to develop a mindset isn't just me teaching you it. Obviously, that's part of it. You have to be aware that this alternative mindset exists, and you also have to be provided evidence of why this alternative mindset 
could be more beneficial to you. So I hope I've done a good job of doing that today. But ultimately, for you to change your mindset around your practicing and get better results in less time, you have to be conscious of the negative mindset that you are having about your playing. So you have to combat that and you have to continually provide evidence for yourself of why this new mindset that you want to develop is actually true, okay? Providing evidence for yourself, not just the evidence I've given you, but evidence for yourself of why this mindset is actually true, okay? That's your call to action. Find one of these mindsets you need to work on and start actively trying to engage in it and actively trying to adopt it. All right, that's all for today's episode. Hope you found that helpful. Hope you found that thought-provoking. And remember that learning and knowledge is one thing, but is it really knowledge unless you take action? All right, I always like to say that at the end of these episodes. All right, so um, like I mentioned, you know, we are coming out soon with the course. It may be out by now um, called the Inner Circle Power Plan. Um, And this is uh, a, a course that is designed for the, our new members who are coming into the inner circle, um, but it's also good for our current members to get a lot out of their very first 30 days in their membership, um, practicing less, like we only do 30-minute practice sessions at a time. And we use a lot of these mindsets, and I talk about some of these mindsets in that course. And I think that's what we're all after, is like really improving more while practicing less, unless we want to practice more, right? Because some of us love practicing and it's fun and that's totally okay too. But, you know, we want to aim for this. This should be our goal. So um, don't wait, go ahead and sign up for LJS Inner, uh, Innercircle.com. I'll say it again, LJSInnercircle.com is where you can sign up to become an Inner Circle member. We'd love to have you no matter what instrument you play. It is the right place for you. So we'd love to have you join us. All right, we'll be coming out with another great episode of the podcast next week. Until then, happy practicing and cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.